We should do outtakes of this show, what happens when we're not on the air when the commercials are playing, because uh, I just about blew my voice out doing my impression of uh, <laughs> the Wizard of Oz witch who used to drink scotch and smoke a lot of stogies. Remember her? <laughs> we had some weird, weird television shows that we'd sit through in the 70s. Why? Because we knew it was the only thing. Like, this sucks and it's weird, but there's nothing else on for us. And hee-haw's not going to cut it. I don't get that either. Or Benny Hill chasing somebody around a pool. I like Benny Hill. <laughs> Did you get Benny Hill as a kid? Come on. No, I didn't. But yeah. uh, I used to watch him and Dave Allen at large used to come on right after. Yeah, I, yeah well, you know why? Because your dad probably watched him. Yeah. Well, it was on. Yeah, yeah it was on. Mine late. too. There's only like six channels. Remember, we had the revolving uh, antenna on our roof. And you'd have to, uh, you'd have like six channels and it's like... Mm, well, why do you think the uh, Friendly Giant was so popular with a, a rooster that lived in a Crown Royal bag? <laughs> I never saw the rooster's bag, Rusty's bag, as a Crown Royal bag. I like that you pointed that out because we know the importance in of the Crown Royal bag in your life gourd yes. uh, from childhood. And it still continues through to today because um, you're a big fan of the Crown Royal. Uh, but I believe Rusty's bag was not a Crown Royal bag. Okay. Well, you have your opinion. And I would argue that Friendly Giant was a little more easy to stomach for a kid. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was it slower, but it was a lot less freaky than the uh, Wizard of Oz and uh, the weird, uh, what was it called? Pinocchio. Stop action Pinocchio. They came on before that. Anyhow, back in the day when we all used to watch Buffalo TV, Commander Tom. David and um, Goliath. <laughs> oh, geez. Talking dogs. Blasphemous. All right, let's get to uh, David Shipley, our cybersecurity expert, who probably has no idea what we're talking about because you're on the the uh, right coast of Canada, and probably your childhood TV viewing um, shows were a lot different than ours. I have a few similarities. I mean, we started with the, uh, you know, we we had uh, CBC and CTV, and eventually we got global. So, you know, a lot of, a lot of the old shows ring a bell. Well, good things come to those who wait. At least you got global eventually. Let's talk about the uh, CRA. They took down their online services over the weekend because of cybersecurity threat. You're our cybersecurity expert. What's going on? So there is currently a worldwide cybersecurity vulnerability known as Log4j. And what it is, is it's a system which a variety of servers uh, used to write down all the events that happen. And um, logging is a key part of application development, software troubleshooting, cybersecurity forensics, et cetera. In this case, this particular tool can be exploited relatively easy to take full control of a server. To put this into context, if cybersecurity was a figure skating competition and the judges were holding numbers up, this would be a perfect 10 out of 10. And it is a huge vulnerability affecting millions of organizations around the world with potentially extremely damaging consequences. All right. So who's taking the pipe to a kneecap then? Like, how do we stop it? Well, in, in this case, it's not a criminal gang committing a uh, crime. It's, it's the equivalent of the, the global Internet body got a cut. And that cut is an open wound, and we need to put a Band-Aid on it, lest an infection get in and something really nasty or bad happen to it. And the, and the problem, however, is is finding where the cut is and all the different places that may be cut um, and all the different dependencies. So over the weekend, I can tell you, in the private and public sector, was a nonstop 
absolute like full on 24 hour day coffee drinking everywhere beaches on the floor patching extravaganza trying to uh to get this done and mm-hmm. Uh, because the attackers, once they found out that this exploit was widely available, when all the alerts went out about it, they ramped up the attack to be about 100 a minute. Uh, and wow. literally, you mentioned the Benny Hill show earlier, you know, the show used to end with one of those famous chase scenes, and it has been like that uh, for the last 48 hours, where uh, cyber criminals are chasing every single server they can get into right now to see what they can get. Thousands of websites are down. Absolutely. And, and you know, this is as big as Apple's iCloud was vulnerable to it. Um, security tools that people rely on to protect their organization from cyber criminals are vulnerable to this exploit. Like what um, security and, programs? What's that? So uh, more than I could even list off on a radio really? show. Really? Uh, absolutely. Because this, this, uh, this Log4j is, a, is an open source piece of code, meaning it's free. And people have no idea how much of the tools they use every day they pay money for is built on free stuff that everyone just gets and uses because we're all familiar with it, right? And uh, this is very similar. Remember back in the day when Equifax had its big breach and that was a software vulnerability? It came from the same um, open source uh, foundation from Apache. And in the case of the Equifax breach, they didn't patch it in time and criminals got in. And this one, according to security firms like Tenable, who know their stuff about these kind of vulnerabilities, this is the worst uh, cybersecurity vulnerability IT exploit that we've seen in a decade. Okay, so you and I both, we've talked about this several times, that you have to protect your personal information, what you put out on the internet, uh, what you give people access to, because identity theft is a real thing. Now, with the the CRA having our personal uh, information and our tax information that to me is a terrifying prospect. Should we be concerned about the fact that uh, maybe the bad guys already have information? What? What? There, there are concerns. I, I will give CRA uh, good and proper credit for just like last time with the Apache Struts vulnerability. They, they acted. They patched. They took their stuff down. Um, even the governor of Quebec is acting out of abundance of caution and taking their stuff down and patching, which is good. What scares me is we don't know how long this, this cut, this wound, uh, was around before researchers found it from uh, Alibaba in uh, November 24th. It might have been around for years. So we don't know how much um, uh, abuse this particular exploit has been uh, has been used. And, and what worries me is attacks against critical infrastructure, power plants, uh, our hospitals, other things. The, the theft of personal information is bad. But we've seen real attacks crippling entire healthcare networks, and we've seen real goes at our uh, power and uh, pipelines. And this is just, this is going to make that so trivially easy. This isn't the same as malware. No, it's not the same as malware. Um, this is software um, that's that's just vulnerable. And so the, mm. the analogy they have about the uh, sort of the skin is our, is our, for lack of a better word, think of that as a software application. And um, the fact that it might break or get a cut isn't that someone cut us. It just, you know, it happened. Yeah. Uh, there was an opening in it. And the the attackers are the bad bacteria, viruses, other things that can cause an infection and, and actually hurt us. Um, what we do know is the attackers are, they've weaponized this. So they are now looking for that wound and trying to get into using it. And they're giving it all they've got. And interestingly enough, there's some research out of Cloudflare that shows compromised Canadian devices. So think your internet routers, your internet of things, smart TV, servers, computers with malware on them, et cetera. 
they're the number one source of attacks outbound to the world trying to take advantage of this uh, this exploit. So we're actually making the fire worst. Can I uh, ask you how we became aware of this? If it's been around for so long, this this vulnerability, how did we first become uh, aware of the fact that it was uh, there and what made the CRA shut her down? So the uh, security researchers with the internet company Alibaba uh, discovered the vulnerability. They ethically disclosed it to the Apache Software Foundation to say, hey, this is a problem. Here's how it works. Uh, Apache worked on getting a patch out for the particular software, Log4j. And when they started publishing that patch out um, as part of that disclosure process, um, the race began. So think of everyone was sort of lined up on the starting line and the gun went off and it's a race now between the defenders and the attackers uh, who didn't know about this exploit before the big announcement. What we don't know is how long before November 24th, before those Alibaba researchers found it, was this being used and particularly used by um, foreign governments and others to compromise and steal information and cause chaos. I think I know where you're going to go with this, but I'm going to ask you, what's the takeaway? The, the takeaway for all of us is the the lack of sort of um, a Canada building code for critical infrastructure for software um, so that we can make it easier for folks, you know, side organizations to understand when something like this happens and it's a pan-internet risk, how to find and stamp it out as quickly as possible. Uh, because it's going to happen. And, and the world we've built is so incredibly complex, but it relies on these open source tools maintained by small groups of dedicated volunteers, you know, trillions of dollars wealth uh, leaning on the shoulders of volunteers. Uh, I, I, I think for all of us is to have questions about how do we create a more resilient internet given how much we depend on it? Like right now, this is the worst possible time for the world to have one of these systemic vulnerabilities because we are in the middle of potentially getting into a fight with the uh, with the Russian regime over the Ukraine. So you can bet that they're looking for ways of using cyber to cause pain if that goes south. The supply chain's already been disrupted because of the pandemic and AWS or Amazon's outage last week. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, getting food and supplies and critical goods to people during the holiday seasons is already difficult. Um, so if we don't get better at becoming resilient, this is going to hit us at the worst possible time. And it's going to be worse next time, potentially. I want to thank you for your time, David. It's always uh, good to have you on because your expertise is invaluable on this show. And, and thanks so much for making sense of uh, what's going on. It's a scary time, but I appreciate you uh, walking us through it. You're always welcome. Stay safe. And if I'm not talking to you before, uh, and hopefully, you know, for the sake of the world, I'm not uh, <laughs> in terms of another <laughs> breach or incident. But Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thanks, David. Same to you. David Shipley, cybersecurity expert and CEO of Boceron Security.